game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Well, not quite tonight for the Edmonton Oilers as their season-opening five-game win streak comes to an end. Chicago takes it 3-1. The penalty killing was there for the Oilers. The goaltending was certainly there, but the precision and the finish offensively was not. So the Oilers fall to 5-1 on the year. First win of the season for the Blackhawks. They are now 1-2-1. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Oilers Hockey, presented by World of Spas. This is Overtime Open Line, courtesy Heartland Fort. Well, Rob, we will start in goal tonight, and uh, both goaltenders were excellent. Mike Smith, 32 saves on 34 shots for the Oilers. He was the busier of the two, but Corey Crawford, 27 saves on 28 shots for Chicago. He made the stops he needed to. Well, Corey Crawford was big early. You know, McDavid has a great scoring chance in the first period. Leon Dreisaitl has a breakaway in the first period. Crawford made those saves. The Blackhawks got moving after that, and uh, Mike Smith gave his team the start that it needed. He was outstanding. He, he gave them uh, big save after big save. He, he, for the longest time, he never allowed the Chicago Blackhawks to extend the lead. Unfortunately, the Oilers weren't able to pick him up. Very sloppy period in front, or excuse me, very sloppy game in front of Mike Smith. And they weren't able to capitalize on the good goaltending effort that they got from him. But yeah, again, this is... I think Mike Smith's fourth start of the season, three have been excellent, and the, he probably deserved a better fate than he got tonight. The Oilers, on the other hand, didn't. They didn't deserve the two points. Yeah, well, and really the, the second period was, was the one where the Hawks were most dominant. First, first period was relatively even, I thought, and Edmonton had a 12-10 advantage in shots, but, I mean, Chicago just just taking over in the second period. They only got the one goal, but the shots were 17-6 for the Blackhawks, and the Oilers had a stretch of almost uh, half a period worth of playtime where they didn't get a shot on goal. Yeah, we haven't seen this out of the Oilers this year. We, we've seen, you know, four or five-minute stretches where they weren't as strong or where the other team has its push. But tonight, it, it was sloppy. Right from the beginning, their passes weren't on their power play, which has been almost unstoppable, it seemed, at times. Uh... They didn't seem in, in, in sync. Passes were off. Shots were off. Guys weren't in the right position when they needed to be. They didn't get the puck over the line with the ease that we've seen in the past. Now, the Blackhawks have something to do with that. They were a much more desperate team, needing a win on home ice. But it, was, it looked like a team, the Edmonton Oilers, that were at the end of a road trip, maybe a little tired, maybe a little fi- fatigue sets in. And when fatigue sets in, it usually isn't the legs that is affected. It's the mind, and the mind usually gets, when it gets tired, that's when you get the bad passes, the bad decisions, and we see we saw more of that today, today than we have seen in any game the Oilers have played this year. All right, 3-1, the Hawks take it. One goal tonight by the Oilers. That's a $25 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, courtesy Ascendant Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascendant Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca. They're going to give 25 bucks for every goal throughout the season, so we appreciate that. You can get us at 780-496-0063. You can text 630-630. We'll get to some of your feedback in a few minutes, and, of course, we'll have Oilers post-game reaction as well. The only goal... For Edmonton tonight, he uh, does it again. It is another power play goal for James Neal. Eight goals 
total on the season. Nugent Hopkins and Dreisaitl get the assist, so Dreisaitl has at least a point in every game this year. A lot of good things that happened on that play. I like the decision by Dave Tippett to pull the goalie. It was three minutes to go, I think, in the, in, in the game. They got a power play. Let it play for a little bit, then you pull your goalie, get the extra man out. The extra man out certainly helped with four Oilers working the boards to get the puck back to the point. And then when the puck came down low to Nugent Hopkins, he had time to make the right decision because there were so many options for, for him to move the puck to. Not enough defenders with just four guys on the ice. And what he liked about Neil, too, it, it's a backdoor play. And usually that's one, it's on your stick and it's in the net. You just kind of push it across the, the goal line. Crawford, who played so well tonight, came across fast. Neil actually went bar down. He was only about six inches off the goal line, but he goes bar down and it wasn't an easy shot. But that's a guy right now with a hot stick and continues to impress uh, with his play on his five on five, but certainly with the play on the power play. Another power play goal for, for James Neal. As this game went on and, and the Oilers were trailing, we saw Dave Tippett do what uh, coaches in the past have done, leaning heavily on McDavid and Dreisaitl. McDavid plays 26-21. That's the most he's played this season. Dreisaitl played 26-59. Actually not the most he's been used this year because he played 27 minutes in the first game against uh, against the Blackhawks. And, and I thought, too, we it felt like we didn't see a lot of McDavid or at least he couldn't get into a rhythm in the second period because the Oilers were shorthanded a couple times, but we saw him a ton in the final 25 minutes. Well, the bench got really short for Dave Tippett. We, we, we saw first at the, at, the, excuse me, at the end of the second period when he started double shift in Connor on, played with Nugent Hopkins line, then he came back with his own line at the very end of the period. Then again in the third period where he started double shifting them as much as they could. And you don't want to overtax your star players. You don't want to be playing them uh, 26, 27 minutes a night. But what Dave Tippett is seeing, and unfortunately we've seen too much here in Edmonton over the last number of years, that outside of their top line, they're not getting goal contribution. Their, Their bottom six are better than they had last year. They're, they're keeping momentum going. They're, they've got a good forecheck going. They're not being on the ice for goals against, but they haven't contributed offensively. This was game six on the season. There's been one goal by the bottom six, and it was on a four-on-four. It wasn't even five-on-five. So five-on-five, they've scored zero goals in six games. And tonight, they, they shortened the bench because down two goals the likelihood of the bottom six putting the puck in the net became slimmer and slimmer. That's why you saw Leon and Connor so much. The Oilers a long way from the Japanese village goal light tonight. Whenever they score five or more in a game, we'll activate that on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. You can print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village. Triple-A steak, succulent seafood cooked right at your table. Celebrate your senses. 3-1 Chicago taking this one tonight. So the Oilers 5-1 out of the gate back home on Wednesday against Philadelphia. That brought Broadcast, 6 o'clock face-off show, game at 7.30 here on 6.30. Chad, we have Abbas on the line. Abbas, go ahead. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. I was wondering, like, every time the Oilers, you know, start losing, they're always in the penalty box. Like, they, they always tend to panic. Why is that? I mean, I'm glad that Neil scored. Well, in tonight's game, both teams had four penalties. So I, I, I think this year, more so than any, the Oilers have really cut down on silly penalties. I know that Dave Tippett has preached the fact that if you want to have a good penalty-killing unit, don't get on the ice and have to kill penalties. So I haven't noticed that. Usually when a team isn't playing as well, they're the team chasing, so they 
are usually the one taking more penalties, but tonight uh, both teams had the same, so I didn't see that as much tonight. Oilers were one for three on the power play. Blackhawks were 0 for three. One of the shorthanded situations for the Oilers, Rob, I'm curious to get your take on this. I mean, you would have been in situations like this when, when you were a player. About five minutes into the second period, Joel Pearson got drilled behind the net for Andrew Shaw. You know, Chris Russell kind of gave Shaw a push or two, and, and Jujar Kara came uh, charging in, wanting to fight, looking for a fight, didn't get a fight, took a roughing penalty to put the Oilers down a man. I, I didn't mind that. I think one thing that we in Edmonton have heard in our radio show for, for a number of years is the Oilers haven't responded well enough when their their star players or where their skilled players get run. And I think we saw in that is Jujar Kara deciding that it was... Uh, uh, a clean hit, but a, cl- a hit that's going to be responded to by he or his teammates. You, you, it's it's all situational. You don't do that in a one goal game with five six minutes to go in a game. At that point, you think, okay, you know what? I'll remember that the next time we play. But at this time, at this point of the game, you 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 make a stand. You send a message to this team or any team that is watching that we're not going to accept that. And uh, normally, in in games that I've played, when a player stands up for his teammate, those are the penalty kills that usually get killed off. There's a little extra incentive to make sure the puck doesn't go in the net and good on Jujar. He's got to understand what his role is on the team and one of his roles is looking after his teammates. 3-1 Chicago wins it tonight. Uh, I think the three stars pretty uh, pretty pretty easy to pick by whoever did it in Chicago. Corey Crawford, the winning goaltender, the first star. Patrick Kane, dangerous all night. He got a goal, the second star. Oilers goalie Mike Smith was indeed the best Oiler tonight. He's the third star. Rob, you're going to give the fourth star for White Eagle Homes, built from the homeowner's perspective. With thousands of personalization options, visit whiteeaglehomes.ca. Huh. Well, that's a, that's a good one right there. Well, I'm going to go with Leon Dreisaitl then. He played almost 27 minutes. That's a heavy, heavy amount of time for a forward to play. 27 minutes he played. He was he set up or helped set up the only goal the Oilers had. Had a number of good scoring chances. He would be my four-star. All right. 780-496-0063. We have Greg standing by. Hey, Greg, thanks for calling. Hey, guys. So I got a couple things real quick, and then uh, um, then I'd like your opinion, and I'd like to ask you something after. But anyway, I'm just glad that Neil's out of his slump, you know, that one game. <laughs> I'm not scoring. That's, you know, whoa, calm down. Anyway, um, I also want to say anything before the haters that call in about the secondary secondary scoring. Um, we had the chance tonight. David had a breakaway. Drysdale had a breakaway. News hit the post. Yes, those are their big guns. But the their secondary scoring... And their third and fourth lines aren't um, a detriment to the team anymore. So they're 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 holding their own. And I felt like this game, watching this game, that whoever scored first was going to win, just the way the play was. So, um, and that being said, I also wanted to, uh, the question I have for you is their power play. Their power play is good this year so far, but it's it's seeming like it's becoming more predictable. Pass the puck around, look for the guy in the slot. Like they need. They need to change up a bit because it seems like it's getting too predictable. So that's what I wanted your guys' opinion on. Thanks, Greg. Well, I don't think you change much up when you're having success. Um, most Any power play in the league is predictable. You know what they're going to do. Uh, every team that kills penalties will watch video. So tonight, the Chicago Blackhawks, they would have broken down every other power play that they've had over the course of the season. They'll find out what their tendencies are, find out what they're good at, what they're not good at, and then they'll try to stop it. Power plays are all about execution. 
The, uh, there's, there's no secrets. There's no, you're not going to show something that no one's ever seen before. It's all about making the right pass at the right time. Every time it goes to Connor McDavid on the half wall, he's got four options. He gets to decide which option to use. When he moves it to Leon Dreisel, he's got four options. So I don't think they have to change anything. I mean, this is the first or second best power play in the league, top 10 last year. They just didn't execute very well today. Sloppy passes, sloppy decision-making, not getting the puck in cleanly, and those games happen. But, no, I, I don't fix what ain't broke, and certainly a power play that's going as well as theirs has been all season long, it ain't broke. All right, 3-1 Chicago beating the Oilers tonight. More of your phone calls, more post-game reaction from United Center as we move along. Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, Oilers Hockey, presented by World of Spas. This is Overtime Open Line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Back to Keith, down the alley, gives it off, Kubelik, wrist shot, save, Brandon Saad. He is stoned by Mike Smith. Chicago outstanding puck movement. Well, Mike Smith did everything he could to keep the Oilers alive in this one. That's his save of the game. Courtesy Jiffy Lube, keeping you moving. Mike Smith, another good goaltending outing for the Oilers. He made 32 stops. Corey Crawford, excellent at the other end. He made 27 saves. Chicago also got an empty netter to beat the Oilers 3-1 tonight. Max texting in. He says, a B-rated game in my books for the Oilers tonight. One line cannot do it all, and you can't score from the penalty box. Team looked a little disjointed and no urgency on their part. Would have been good if they went 6-0, but oh well, on to the next game. That is from Max to 6-3, uh, 6-3. Yeah, the word that stands out for me there is uh, uh, a little disjointed. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked we talked on the, on the face-off show about efficient breakouts, shorter passes. Those weren't connecting tonight. They, they weren't. The others looked sloppy. They looked uh, tired, fatigued. Uh, they certainly weren't in sync. It's not the same Oilers team that we saw the first five games, and there's lots of different reasons or excuses it could be, but at the bottom line is they weren't good enough. Uh, their goaltender gave them an opportunity. Uh, if if that goal would have countered by McDavid, or McDavid where they disallowed it and he hadn't touched it, the Oilers could have been 1-1 in a game that they had no right being 1-1 in. So uh, positives was their goaltender was, again, very, very good. Uh, the negatives were the Oilers weren't able to pick him up. So it was... Uh, uh, a game to forget, but fortunately for the Oilers, uh, they came home from this road trip very well suited in the standings. All right, other action tonight. The Bruins are also 5-1 and one after beating the Ducks 4-2. The Wild beat Ottawa 2-0. The Devils are still winless 0-4-2 after a 6-4 loss to the Panthers. Islanders get by the Blues 3-2 in overtime. The Sabres are 5-0-1 with a 4-0 win over the Stars. The Avalanche are 5-0 and as they take down the Capitals 6-3. Baseball playoffs... As uh, Rob Brown said during the commercial, the old Montreal Expos are one <laughs> win away from the World Series as the Nationals beat the Cardinals 8-1 to go up 3-zip in that series. Detroit wins on a field goal on the last play. Whoa, 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 whoa. Green Bay whoa. beats Detroit. Sorry, Detroit was up 13-0. Green Bay wins 23-22. I don't Sorry, usually Rob. correct you, but when it's my Green Bay Packers... Although you should correct me if I have the wrong team. No, uh, no, no one, no, no one cares about the <laughs> other ones. But the Green Bay Packers on a last second field goal. That's courtesy Edmonton Trailer looking for parts, sir, Service rentals or new and used tra- semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. 780-496-0063. Here's Robert on the line. Go ahead, Robert. Robert, do we have you? Yeah. 
Robert? We may not have him. We'll check that again. Well, let's go to Mike instead. Hey, Mike. Hey, Reed. Hey, go ahead. Um, I, I think uh, Mike Smith played really good in, uh, since those kind of adventures against the Kings. But even in that game, after uh, that game got 2-2, he, he, he picked up his game. He played really well. Yeah, Mike Smith's been very, very good. Um, uh, giving them the starts that they need. The Oilers right now, they've played six games. Five of the games, their goaltendings were goaltending was very, very good. The Kings game, Mike Smith wasn't as good as he needed to be. But every other start the Oilers have had, that, so they've had five quality starts in six games. That is uh, outstanding and has given them a, a big confidence boost knowing that they've got goaltenders to this year that can make a big save when they need to. Kind of have a question though, like where does the United Center ice rank in terms of like how the quality of it? Because tonight everything seemed a little bit slower than normal. Yeah, you're right. Uh, honestly, it's I don't even. It's been a long time since I've been in the United Center, but watching the game from afar as we were, both teams looked like they struggled. There were a number of great scoring chances that just bounced over guys' sticks. Uh, passes yeah. were off. Uh, it, it just it didn't look crisp. Neither team looked crisp. I think it seemed to affect the Oilers more. But even the Blackhawks, there was a number of good scoring chances that went awry simply because the puck bounced in a direction they weren't expecting. So I'd, you'd have to, I don't know if any of the players talked about it after the game, but from here it did look like the ice wasn't very good. Mike, you want to finish the play? Sure, Reed. All right. You've already have, uh, you already have eight days of parking at Jet Set Parking. Best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online, jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as $5.98 per day with the promo code CHED. Here we go. Bomb. Now it's dry on a right circle. Oilers trail 2-0. Nugent Hopkins backdoor one-timer score. The real deal. His name is James Deal. And he's cut the lead to 2-1 to with 2-11 still remaining. All right, Mike. Eighth goal of the season for Neal. How many did he have last year? Was it 17 or 7? Seven? 7. Easy one, eh, Mike? Yeah, because he just passed Lucic uh, the other day. So, <laughs> Hang on the line, Mike. Appreciate you calling. All right, so Mike's name's going into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting. That's valued at 1000 bucks. Safe adrenaline pumping fun. FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. Oilers lose tonight. Couldn't quite get it going. 3-1 to the Chicago Blackhawks. All right, let's try uh, Robert again. Robert, are we connected good this time? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, this is better. Go ahead, man. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, I think the Oilers played well tonight, especially Mike Smith. I mean, he I mean he uh, he kept them in it, gave them a chance. But I mean, I think I think as the game wore on, I think they I think the Oilers looked like a team that were you know uh, towards the end of a towards the end of a long road trip. Uh, what do you guys think? Well, Smith Smith was the best player in the in the game for Edmonton for sure. I, I agree with you there. They, they look tired. They look fit, a little fatigued. They, I mean, it's going to happen. There's going to be games that aren't your best, uh, and you hope that somehow you can sneak a point out of it with good goaltending and a lucky bounce here or there. The Oilers didn't get the lucky bounce. They did have the great goaltending. But, yeah, as the game went on, the Chicago Blackhawks were the better hockey club. They were a little more desperate, a little more crisp, and they got the, the breaks that they needed. So the, the score was certainly indicative of the game as the Blackhawks were the better team. Yeah, no, and uh, 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 and my other thought was I think 
think uh, 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 I think McDavid and uh, Drysital. I think like uh, I think those uh, those uh, those two chances in the first period. I think if if uh, one of those goes in, I think it's uh, uh, maybe it's a different game because I think it seems seemed to me that uh, after uh, uh, Crawford made those two saves, it seemed like uh, uh, Chicago found their legs. Well, I'll tell you what, Robert. I, I write down, uh, you know, I'll write down highlights from the game, so I have I have notes for afterwards, and I got a, almost half a page from the first period. On ch- I mean, Kubalik had a shot ten seconds in. Smith made a save. Leon was in alone. Connor got in tight. Had a couple whacks from the slot. The Brinkat had a couple of chances. Uh, Nugent Hopkins hit the uh, hit the crossbar. Yeah, you know, maybe if the Oilers. Um, get a lead maybe they're a little energized though they've been pretty good coming from behind this season yeah i mean just i mean it wasn't a terrible game but not quite sharp enough didn't execute the chances they have and and again i think you got to give crawford credit as well Mm -hmm. i mean to me it looked like you know that's where leon likes to shoot off and low blocker crawford turned it away on that breakaway so crawford was equal to everything the Oilers had today too as good as Mike Smith was, and he was excellent. Crawford was just a little bit better. And we, the the saves he made in the beginning of the game against Settle and, and McDavid, we've seen that in the game in New York against the Rangers. Mike Smith comes up with a big save in the first 30 seconds of the hockey game. It gives your team a fighter's chance, and that's what we saw tonight with Corey Crawford. The big goal-scoring opportunities that the Oilers had early, he turned them aside and allowed his team to find their legs. KL texting in says, off night on the road. The boys look tired. Have you guys noticed McDavid bobbling the puck lately? Stick handling as well as his passes haven't been as crisp around the tape. He's uh, thrown it out of the zone to put them offside three or four times on the power play, for example. Just seems like he's fighting it a little. Do you think he's still conscious about the injury? That's from KL. Uh, I think there's no thought about the injury. If he makes a bad pass, it has nothing to do with his knee. To me, I thought it had to do with the ice because I saw players on both teams, and I'm talking the dry settles, the canes, the taves, the players that don't bobble passes. So, yeah, no, I, I think his injury is long forgotten. And anything you saw tonight was either fatigue or bad ice. 3-1, the Hawks win it. We'll get to more of your reaction in a second, but let's go back to Chicago. Here's head coach Dave Tippett. You guys have been so great at coming back. Um, close to doing it again, but where did you sort of sense that the game was difficult? Uh, a couple of things. I think you got to give them credit. They played a hard game. They're, they're a desperate team. They're, they're looking for their first win, so they played a hard game. Um, but we had some chances. Some of our chances are better chances we didn't capitalize on. Or either missed the net or uh, Crawford made big saves. So it was a game that they, uh, whoever was going to score first, seemed like it uh, was going to be able to play their style. And uh, so after they got up one, we kind of chased it. And then we made, uh, made a mistake on the second goal. Just couldn't get it back. You run into a hot goaltender like that. What was the sense on the on the on the bench and in the locker room? No, we were just we wanted to stay with it. We thought we were getting some opportunities. You got to find a way to score, and uh, you know we scored too late. What was the difference in the second period? Because the shots are so heavily sided for the home. Yeah, we did. We turned a lot of pucks over in the second period. Couldn't win faceoffs and couldn't uh, spend a lot of time in our own zone with them throwing pucks at us. So that was. Uh, that was the difference there. I thought we were all right in the first, and then uh, they took over in the second, and then we were just chasing it in the third. So the, you win five in a row. Uh, the trick here would be not to lose three, two, a bunch, right, to stop this thing and get a win next time. Is that something the coach actually verbalizes, or did yeah. the players all know that? Yeah, we, we've set a standard how we, we need to play, and 
we play to those standards every night, we'll have a chance to win every night. So you recognize what happened here, just like when, when we win games, we look at it and what went right, what went wrong, and we lost the game tonight, and we'll look at some things we did well and some things we got to do better. And we'll go into next game with the mindset that we're going to do whatever we can to win. Sure, you don't want to end the trip with a with a loss, but a three three and one trip. Uh, what are your thoughts on on that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was we, we played well. The two games, Islander game, the Ranger game. I thought we played well. The Devils game, we were just all right. We found a way to win. Tonight, I would say uh, there were spurts that were all right, and and but we didn't do enough to win tonight. So we'll go home and regroup and get ready to play a couple at home. What do you say about the play of your goalie tonight? He was really good, really good. You know, he second period he made some great saves for us. So really good. How much of it was? I know obviously had some great chances, but how much of it was Crawford? How much of it might have been a little bit of desperation on their part too? Uh, I think I think all of the above. I think they were they they were a hard team tonight. They knew they had to. This homestand is big for them, so they have to uh, have to put some wins together. Um, you know, some of the chances we had, Crawford made two or three real good saves, but then we missed a net on some of them too. So so it's a combination of everything. Some nights they, uh, some nights it goes in your favor, and some nights it doesn't. And you just got to make sure it doesn't uh, uh, turn the other way for too long. You got to get back at it and, and try to win the next one. Overall, would you say this road trip is a good building block uh, heading into a two-game home stand? There's there's lots to build on for our team. You know, there's uh, like I say, we a couple of the games I thought we played really well. There's there's parts of the there's parts of what we're doing that we continue to talk about every day and things we're kind of reinforcing every day and. And when you're winning games, it's easy to, I mean, those things players look at and say, okay, well, it's working. And, and today will be no different. There's some things that we can certainly do better, but there's some things we still, still did well tonight. But you just got to find ways to win. We didn't do it tonight. All right, that is Dave Tippett. His first loss as head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Chicago winning tonight 3-1. Kane in the second period, Nylander in the third. Neal gets one back and then sawed into an empty net after Ryan Nugent Hopkins played goaltender for a few seconds and kept the Hawks uh, out initially, but they're able to eventually force the loose puck over the line. Yeah, I mean, Tippett said there a few moments when the Oilers played well. I mean, they, they did come out very well at the start of the third period mm-hmm. and, and get some territorial advantage and get a few shots on goal, but uh, but couldn't finish. The second, uh, the second period, really the difference. I mean, if you missed the shots earlier, 17-6 for Chicago in the second period. And they got a goal off uh, off a face-off. We saw the Oilers get a face-off goal against the Rangers Saturday afternoon. Kane got one tonight. Well, it was a miscommunication and a misread by the Oilers' forwards because Patrick Kane's not supposed to have a wide-open shot from that spot. Uh, whenever you go on the ice, and, and it's true when I play, and it's true today, when you go on the ice, you look who you're playing against when you line up for a face-off. And very quickly, you say, okay, Kane, all right? got to keep your eye on Kane when you're on the ice with him. So on the face-off, for him to get the puck to come to him, and it was kind of a broken play how it got to him, but for him to have the puck and have that split second to be able to get a clean shot on net, that can't happen. So that'll be one of the things that Dave Tippett was talking about. Uh quick shot like that, that's hard for Mike Smith. That's on and off his stick as quick as it was. And we're talking one of the premier offensive players in the National Hockey League for the last 10 plus years. So that's uh, you do not want to give up play or goals like that. Those are easily correctable. And that's something that we'll be talked about with video tomorrow. That's our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. 780-496-0063. We'll go to Rob. Hey, Rob, thanks for calling. Hey, thanks, guys. 
What's the ruling on McDavid's goal? The puck's going in regardless if the net was bumped off or not. Should oh, that be was, allowed a goal? Yeah, no, it was in the net. the net. It's that he he moved his his drive to the net moved Crawford's pad and caused the puck to go in. It wasn't with oh. the net coming up. <clears throat> okay, I thought it was just because the net coming off. You know what? That's what I thought it was first, and and. and the Rob I got here in studio corrected my my foolishness. <laughs> well, th- it's not foolishness <laughs> because you and I thought the same. So, <laughs> what do you think of the game? Otherwise, uh, they look tired. You know, uh, four games in seven nights in four different cities. So it's bound to happen, but it's only one loss. All right, appreciate it, Rob. Thanks for calling. Okay, thanks. Let's head back to Chicago quickly. Here's Oilers defenseman Darnell Nurse. It seemed like a pretty even first period, but it seemed like momentum kind of shifted to the home side in the second. Yeah, a good second period. Uh, pushed them in to have enough of an answer for them. Um, you know, they, they had a good game. We need to be better uh, within our structure, within our game. But, uh, you know, we fly back home, got this one behind us, and move on to the next one. What were some of the elements that were missing in your guys' game in the second period and then trickling into the third? Yeah, we stretched it out a little bit too much. I think we, we know that uh, you know, we're at our best when we're playing as units of five all over the ice, and uh, we got away from that a little bit. We stretched out trying to you know, you get down one, you try to make plays, and... Um, you know, for us, the success that we've had, we've, we haven't really relied to that or went to that, so it's just getting back to our, uh, our structure. Yes, we're able to create some good scoring opportunities, but it seemed like you just ran into a hot net miner on the other side. Yeah, uh, Crawford played great, um, so you got to you know, tip your cap. and made some great saves. Uh, that said, when you have uh, the opportunities, you got to make the most of them. you got to capitalize on them. You can't, uh, you know, he's got a job to do, but you gotta, you got to try to find ways to get the puck in the net, and we didn't get enough in tonight, but uh, like I said, there's... Uh, things we know that uh, we need to do better in order to be successful each and every night. Uh, obviously not what you necessarily want to hear after a loss, but a pretty good road trip overall, 3-1. and one. A lot of things to build on off this four-game road trip. Yeah, there's a lot uh, There's a lot of positives that went on throughout the road trip. Um, you know, it could have been better tonight, but like I said, we go back to, back to home ice, and home ice games are always uh, huge, so we got to be refocused when we get back home and uh, have a good two games there. Darnell Nurse credited with five hits and two shots on goal in 24-29. Some other stats notes tonight. Every Oilers skater except Chris Russell had a shot on goal. That's all right. I always look at those things, too. I always like it when everyone gets one. Just makes a nice clean sheet as we're looking at the stats. <laughs> no uh, one had more than three for the Oilers, but everybody except Russell gets at least one. Riley Shane, 8 out of 15 in the face-off circle. Leon Dreisaitl, 10 out of 17 for 59%. Uh, the Oilers with a slight edge in the circle, 52% tonight, but they do not get the victory. Chicago takes it 3-1. That's the Hawks' first win of the year, so they are 1-2-1. and one. Edmonton's record falls to 5-1. and one. Tell you what, we got a break to give you the uh, 10 o'clock news in weather. We do have more post-game reaction coming up. More time for your phone call, 780-496-0063. Oilers Hockey is presented by World of Spas. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is 10.01 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. The Edmonton Oilers beaten for the first time all season. 3-1 Chicago winning this one. Uh, they were the better team. I guess a little bit of a reflection here, Rob, on, on these first six games to the to the year. In my mind, the Oilers have had two poor periods. Definitely the second period today and and the third period in New Jersey. One, they still survived and and got a victory. Uh, they don't survive this one. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think the, the first game against Vancouver, it could have gone either way, but it was a good hockey game. Vancouver's, I believe, have a pretty good hockey team this year. I think the positives so far through six games is their power play has been very good. Not as good tonight, but very good. Penalty killing has been excellent. Goaltending, five out of the six games, they've got quality starts in, in their games, and five of the six games, their goaltender was the better goaltender in the game. So those specialty teams in goaltending were not a trademark for this team last year. They were a, a weakness. So that's a, a big positive, and it goes a long way into why they have a 5-1 and one record here to start the season. The Oilers penalty kill up to 95%. They've killed off 19 out of 20. And even if you give uh, Vancouver the helmet goal, <laughs> when McDavid lost his helmet and they scored a second after, even if you give Vancouver that one, it's still 90%. So, that, that, so that's a positive. I mean, they weren't the better team tonight. They had a shot in the third period because of their goaltending and because of their PK. And that's what something they haven't had in the past. It, 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 they had to outplay teams to have a chance to win hockey games because they didn't have goaltenders that won them games. Five and one on the season. Uh, I mean, obviously a good start. You, you would have taken that. There are going to be slumps. There are going to be losing streaks. You, you got to limit them, right? I mean, you can't lose more than a, than a couple in a row or have three games where maybe you don't get a win, but you get a point or two. Because uh, we, you know, we saw. Like I, I was looking back at the at the results from last year, and it, it was funny last season because they started zero and two, and they they didn't look very good. They got beat by New Jersey overseas. They came back, lost to a you know a really good Boston team, but still lost. And we were, you know, people were upset. They're going to be zero and ten. How bad is it going to get? It actually wasn't the start of the year that killed them mm-hmm. last year because they got up to eight four and one. Then they had the slump. Todd got fired, and then after uh, what thirty two games, they were eighteen thirteen and one. And okay, not great, but you're in a position. And then I remember, you know, December it started to slide, and I that, they had that five game homestand around Christmas. Lost all five games, so you're going to have losses. It's nice to have some points in the bank. You got you got to limit the damage. When you have a chance to do damage, you got to try to do a, a lot of it. And when it's not going your way, still get something out of the game or stop the slumps after two or three games. Well, they just had an excellent road trip. They go three and one on the road at the beginning of the season. You do not want to give any of those points back because those aren't points that you're guaranteeing. Those aren't points you're putting in the bank before you go out there. Because those are. Uh, tough games on the road to start the season against some teams that were desperate to play them. So you've bank, bank those points. You don't want to give them back now when you come home and play against teams that are not world beaters. You know, the Flyers might be better than they were last year, but this is still a Flyer team that's going to have to fight to be a playoff team. Detroit, they are not on the upswing yet as well. So these are teams that when you have them on home ice, you're hoping and expecting to beat. So you don't want to fall to those teams after coming home from a successful road trip. If the Oilers get the goaltending they've had, and I imagine we'll see, I'm guessing we'll probably see Koskinen if Dave Tippett goes with his two-game sets that he's been going. Uh, Koskinen's been good in his first two starts, so you would expect another good game out of him. If you get that, uh, your chances of winning just goes up uh, huge. So we, I would expect the Oilers to come home and put in a good effort in that first game. Oilers fall 3-1 to the Blackhawks. We have Robert, 780-496-0063. Go ahead, Robert. Hello, gentlemen. This is old Robert, another day older and a little bit slower, but no less enthusiastic, even though we lost, for the exact reasons that my favorite analyst, Rob, just cited, the PK and the goaltending. I think we're still in it. And I'm t- 
totally enthused even though we lost. We still got 10 points. We got 10 points that count the same at the end of the year as they do at the beginning. So I'm happy even though we lost. What do you think about that? Appreciate it, Robert. Well, a 5-1 and one record sure looks a lot better than a 1-5 and five record, and there's a number of teams in the NHL right now that are looking at the Oilers' record wishing it was theirs. So uh, it, it, it's been a good start. And you, whether this they go 5-1 and one at the beginning of the year, 5-1 and one in December, 5-1 and one in February, 5-1 and one is good. And you win five out of six games, you get 10 points out of a possible 12 any time in the season. That's going to help your playoff push. But you can have a fall off. So uh, I believe that this is a very confident bunch that believe in themselves. I think the coaching staff uh, likes what they've seen for the most part, but also is very good at correcting things that need to be corrected. I believe that they'll have a better game on home ice than they did tonight. I think they saw that they let this one slide a little bit. They were a little uh, disjointed, as one of the texters said, and I believe that. And they're going to need a better effort because Philadelphia has been playing well. And they've got, you can't make the errors, the big errors, against a team like Philadelphia with the Giroux and players of that status. So uh, I'm, I'm like Robert. I, I'm excited about the way the season has started for the Oilers. All right, let's go back to Chicago. Here's defenseman Oscar Clefbaum. It seemed like a pretty even first period, but it seemed like momentum kind of shifted towards the Blackhawks. So what elements of your guys' game were maybe missing a little bit in that second frame? I mean, we cannot really expect ourselves to, to win, win a game like this when we set us set ourselves in this situation once again. Um, it's tough to win games when you when you give them the first goal all the time. Um, like you said, it was a tight game, and, and, and they played a solid game, I think. But uh, like we did the, the first five games here, we've got to find a way to, to get into the game. And obviously we got one, uh, one, one uh, big one in the end there, but that's not good enough. You guys showed off your resiliency in the first five games, becoming a, breaking NHL records in that standpoint. But this isn't winning hockey, is it? Uh, when, when you get scored on first, it's not long-term success. No, we knew it was uh, just a matter of time. I mean, we, we have to be ready when the puck drops. And, it's something we got to improve. Um, it's still early. Um, we all we all were very happy with five and zero, obviously, but uh, it's not good enough to to give up the first goal all the time. We got to find a way to be ready right off the bat, and obviously it's it's a, it's a strength uh, that we've shown here uh, the first five games to come back and stick with it. But uh, obviously the the Blackhawks is a good team, and and, and they played a they played a good win today. Twenty eight shots directed towards Corey Carford, many in a good variety, but it seemed like he really was standing on his head at times. So yeah, you need a goalie to, to win games today. You need a good goalie, and, and he he had a solid game. And, and obviously, once again, we gotta we're gonna face very good goalies during the year. So we gotta find a way to to capitalize. And, and one goal is not gonna be good enough to to play to win a game here in, in Chicago. Maybe not necessarily the thing you want to hear after a loss, but a pretty successful road trip for you guys. Uh, a lot of building blocks uh, off this four-game trip. Yeah, for sure. But uh, that's in the past now. I mean, we're very very happy with, with the start. We got it right off the season here and. And obviously the road trip was good, but that's in the past right now. We cannot set back and be happy. We, we got a good start. Uh, it's a long season. A lot of things can happen. So we got to keep on working hard and try to improve. Thanks. All right. Uh, Tony texting 630-630 says, Do you think Sam Gagne will get called up from the minors? And do you think Alex Chason will get more power play time? Uh, no, I don't believe Gagne will get called up unless there's an injury. Um, I think at some point, yeah. Well, I mean, if play, it, yeah, but, yeah. I, I, just, I thought maybe he's meaning now. I don't see that anytime soon. I think it'll be an injury to bring him up, and I'm not sure if he would be their first call-up. 
because I mean, Cave was the guy that just went down for the Oilers. Uh, chase on more power play time? Uh, no. He, he'll be on the second power play. I mean, the guy that took his spot leads the National Hockey League in power play goals. <laughs> They're not moving him. So Chase on is on the second unit. And what we've seen thus far with the first unit, they don't come off until there's about 20, 25 seconds left yeah. in the power play. So, uh, yeah, no, again, unless there's an injury, I don't see Alex Chase on moving back into his old spot. You mentioned the, the goaltending. I mean, that's probably going to be a, a discussion all season but now luckily like we said the other day they're both playing well so I don't think the people who uh, flip on the radio or the TV or go to the game Wednesday are going to be upset regardless of who's in both Koskinen and Smith have been good I I wonder if there might be some other lineup changes Patrick Russell's been scratched the last couple of games Uh, Gaetan Haas has been scratched the Mm -hmm. the last couple of games and we've seen Granlin move over to center I wonder if they might tinker with anything well, um, I thought Nygaard had a, a much quieter game today, and I think his ice time reflected that. He only played seven and a half life minutes. Life is unpredictable. And, uh, and life is very unpredictable on air tonight. And then again, I don't think that Granlin has played yet to what they were hoping or what many people were expecting. So those would be the two players that could possibly be giving a little rest there's more chance of a, a line change when the team loses a game, which they did tonight. Uh, Russell and uh, Haas, both players are out of the lineup, and neither has to do with the way they played, as both had played very well. They just got outplayed by other players. So if anyone was to come out, it would be Nygaard or, ha- or, Nygaard or Granlin. But, and then as far as in net, I, I go. I, my guess is going to be Koskinen in the first game, and then after the game, decide them on the next one. But I think both goalies have deserved the crease when they got it. All right. Rob, always great to spend two of the three days on Thanksgiving with you, buddy. It was nice, and I wish, hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving, and I hope everyone tomorrow is having leftovers like I am. <laughs> you can get more on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Our next broadcast is Wednesday, 6 o'clock face-off show. Puck drops 7.30 as they take on the Philadelphia Flyers. Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 7.30, and then it's the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss and Morley Scott from 7.30 to 8. Big Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. Oilers Hockey is presented by World of Spas. Overtime Open Line presented by Heartland Ford. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. 3-1 Chicago takes it. Have a great night.